Welcome to Sobriety Checkpoint. I'm your host, Felicia Hermley. I'm a 12-stepper turned therapist. I'm married and I have two littles under five. I love Jesus, but have had my fair share of struggling with church culture and religion. I know what it's like to be stuck in a restless, irritable, and discontent rut, drunk and sober. In this podcast, you're going to find solutions to navigating mental health, spirituality, and relationships to experience the peace you've been craving. It's time for that desperately sought after solo target run. Grab your keys and let's go for a drive. There's no judgment or breathalyzer at this sobriety checkpoint. Welcome back to another episode of sobriety checkpoint. I am super excited. I have a special guest on the show. I have Jeff, my husband. Uh, This is the first episode that I am recording with another person in person. Usually my interviews are over Zoom, so even though I know this guy quite well, I'm a little bit nervous doing this. What we're going to be doing today, so it is actually, we're recording this a couple hours before midnight on December 31st, so it is still 2023. You are in 2024 as you're listening to this. It's January 11th. And today what we're going to do is, once again, you know, the last couple of weeks I had episodes on wrapping up the year, talking about intention for 2024. And even though you are listening to this and you're already in 2024, it is January 11th, like I said, I think it's still good to keep talking about the intention for the year. And... I'm going to go ahead and read from the Daily Reflections. But before I get into reading the Daily Reflection, I just wanted to once again say hi to Jeff. Usually I say hello and ask a question. And even though he's sitting right next to me, I forgot to do it. So um, if you could go ahead and introduce yourself, you know, tell us how long you've been sober um, and, and pretty much anything you want to just share about yourself to introduce yourself. I am Jeff, uh, Felicia's husband. It's been uh, eight months in the making to have me on this show, so very excited. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I've been sober for 12 years. Um, me and Felicia both got sober together. What a blessing that was. Um, and through my sobriety, I ended up finding Christ. Right. Thank you. I'm super glad to finally have you on the show. You're right. It has been eight months. So uh, here is the daily daily reflection for December 31st. The idea of 24-hour living applies primarily to the emotional life of the individual. Emotionally speaking, we must not live in yesterday nor in tomorrow, as Bill sees it, page 284. A new year, 12 months, 52 weeks, 365 days, 8,760 hours, 525,600 minutes. A time to consider directions, goals, and actions. I must make some plans to live a normal life, but also I must live emotionally within a 24-hour time frame. For if I do, I don't have to make New Year's resolutions. 
I can make every day a New Year's Day. I can decide, today I will do this, today I will do that. Each day I can measure my life by trying to do a little better, by deciding to follow God's will, and by making an effort to put the principles of our AA program into action. As I was thinking about recording this episode, I was debating on whether we read this daily reflection for December 31st or the daily reflection for January 11th. I decided on December 31st because I just really like what this daily reflection says. And I was thinking about 11 days from now when this episode is going to air. You know, there's going to be a lot of people listening that maybe made some New Year's resolutions to stop drinking. Maybe you made New Year's resolutions for weight loss or whatever other kind of goals that you might have made. And 11 days in, maybe you're doing great. And maybe you're at a point where you feel like you've already, you know, failed miserably. The last couple of episodes I've talked about not making New Year's resolutions, but instead setting an an intention for the year, which is why I think that, you know, reading this is a good, good reset, a a good time to reset. You know, um, you can start the year over today. If you feel like you've messed up, today's a new day. You know, you don't need to wait till February. You don't need to wait till next dry January. You know, if that's, if that's where you're at doing dry January and, and it didn't work out for you, you can, you can start over today. When I think about my own sobriety and making promises to stop drinking, there were so many times it didn't work for me. I mean, I think there was probably years where I tried to stop at the beginning of the new year. I mean, I remember having Lent seasons uh, where I tried to give up drinking during Lent. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And one of the things that was different for me this time getting sober is that I feel like it wasn't really my choice. I feel like there was just a series of events that occurred And I received grace from my higher power to get sober this time. And I know that there are people who set a goal of, okay, today's the day, you know, I'm never going to drink again. And that's, that's wonderful. That's really cool. If that is your story, that just wasn't mine. So I just want to speak to anybody that feels like they have maybe failed once again with trying to get sober this time. I think the encouragement that I have is about letting go. Letting go of the idea of a New Year's resolution. Letting go of the idea of forever. You know, this is just about one day at a time. 24-hour living is what this reading says. The idea of 24-hour living applies primarily to the emotional life of the individual. Emotionally speaking, we must not live in in yesterday nor in tomorrow. And it's interesting because as as we set an intention for the year, you know, there are goals that we might set for the year. But I think having an intention of, you know, deepening my relationship with my higher power or spending 
intentional time with my kids, trying to be more present. You know, those are those are kind of big intentions. Definitely we have other goals that we set, but the important things are, you know, about spending time with each other and with our loved ones and for me definitely with my higher power. So before we recorded this or before we started recording, Jeff and I were sitting out outside and you know, we have this tradition of burning our Christmas tree, kind of having a, a bonfire and talking about the year, talking about how it went, talking about, you know, what we want for this upcoming year. And it's been a really nice tradition that we've had. And one of the things that I want to say about it this year is, you know, right before we were getting ready to 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 do this, Jeff says, oh, I'm not sure if this is going to work because I think the, the wood might be wet. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just felt this like little kid inside. I didn't throw a tantrum, I don't think, but it felt like it. And I was able to kind of keep that at bay. And as I was putting the kids to bed, I heard him outside cutting up the tree and really feeling grateful for just those little things that he does. And I think one of the intentions that I have for this year is to notice those things more and to say them out loud. Because I have a feeling saying this might surprise him that I noticed what he was doing at that moment and that I was feeling grateful for it. So I think I'll pass the time to, to Jeff just to, to see what you have on this reading and just any other reflections that you have. Thank you, Felicia. Um, surprisingly, everything you talked about and said hit home in so many ways. I was not expecting this. And while you were talking, I was reading my daily reflection from the um, Version Bible app. And it was kind of surprising because it goes like this. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. And how much that reflected on the daily reflection from the AA um, reflection is, is, wow, it's every day I forget to give it up to God. And I know New Year's resolution is a big deal for a lot of people. I never really make them. And I forget that every day we do a resolution in the program. We live for today only. And I have life amends to certain family members and loved ones. And I kind of think going into this year of not going into it as I'm going to fast or I have a new resolution as that I have a living amends to continue to do in my sobriety. And I really appreciate the fact that everything comes in God's time. And so the relationship that me and Felicia have did not happen overnight. It did not. We have a really interesting story that we'll probably share one day that you met me when I had absolutely nothing, less than nothing. And from coming from there to doing this podcast in our home and having the opportunity just to talk about us is amazing. Um, it's funny that she said that about the fire uh, enough gasoline, you'll get anything started. And I, I knew when I told her what, 
when the wood was wet, I was like, I got gasoline, so this will prevail. <laughs> um, and I like the fact that do I represent AA outside of this house, outside of the rooms? I look past this past year and I have um, encountered a handful of men this year because I spoke or acted in the AA way. And this is the first time in my sobriety that I've actually noticed that. After 12 years, I finally ran into other men and people in my life and say, hey, are you friends with Bill W? I'm like, yeah. And we start uh, chatting it up. It's just what amazing it is that when you're practicing the principles and living with God's word and not your own, things just happen. It can't be explained and they just happen. That's why I think this morning when I was praying, we went to church and I was praying. I was like, God, I just want to pray to you more. And I really said that this morning. And when me and Felicia were talking, what can we do more together? Pray. We wanted to pray together. And it's, you know, I always think of praying as a selfish act, right? You do it by yourself. You do it alone. You do it in the car, shower. But I believe Prayer is met with others. You pray the most when you're in church with multiple people, but you pray to yourself and you're just praying to God. But there's so much power in praying out loud with another person. And I really appreciate that. I realized that today. And I think that's one of our goals this year is to be more intentional with not just with God and, my, and prayer, but prayer together. So I believe this next year, if we're doing those things, our kids will see this. They re react and we've did our part as parents that show our kids the, the way of God. It's interesting having you on the podcast because, you know, we live together, we talk to each other every day. And I think talking to each other with a microphone, not knowing who's listening, feels a little bit different. I don't know if you're experiencing the same thing right now, but it is really, really cool to listen to you. I've always thought that about you. You know, when we've been to meetings together, whenever you share your story, I absolutely love listening to you. I don't know if you knew that. I think that you have an amazing story. I mean, I think we have an amazing story, which definitely will be shared on the show soon. I was sort of thinking that maybe our next sobriety birthday, we can have a an episode where we share our story at the same time. But, you know, for today, I don't know if there was anything else that you wanted to share about maybe like a, a, a mini, a mini share about kind of what, what it was like for you and how it is now compared to before, you know, it, it, for some reason took me by surprise when you said, you know, when, when we met, you didn't have anything. And I mean, I didn't have much either, but it is amazing to think about where we were at that time and where we are now. You know, we're sitting in our living room, in our house, and it feels pretty amazing to reflect on where, where we came from. So I don't know if you want to share a little bit about what things were like for you before 
and how life is now because of recovery, because of sobriety, and because of God. Yeah, before recovery, um, the only thing I used to think about was how much tip money can I get today at work to go buy some 32s? That was literally my only thought process. If I'm nice to this customer, get a tip, I can go buy some 32s after work. And uh, I had no desires, no goals, no ambitions. Definitely no desire to have kids or get married. I told myself I would never get married. And when meeting Felicia, it was kind of by accident. And I guess at the same time, I didn't even get her number. My mom got her number. <laughs> and it didn't take more than a few hours after we got each other's numbers to get a text from, from Felicia. I was I had my phone open and I was like, you know the rule. You don't text right away when you first get a number. And she texted pretty quickly in a couple hours after we left our cruise. And uh, We met on a cruise. Yes, we met on a cruise. I always say in the middle of Mexico, um, but it was right outside of LA. <laughs> Just right. <laughs> um, but we were both alcoholic when we met. There was no doubt about that. And it didn't take too long in our relationship before I got in some serious trouble. And I, I figured she was going to go. We only been dating for about 45 days or so. And I'm looking at some serious time. And I honestly said, you know, no hard feelings. You take care of yourself. And she stuck with me. And we got back together almost a year later as totally different people. We were sober. We kind of didn't even know who we were, like who the other person was. I looked different. She looked different. Like, am I really dating this person? Is she really dating me? Um, and it just evolved. And we were so compatible in so many ways that it was kind of a shock to meet somebody on a cruise as alcoholics, get sober together, and really made it work. And we've been sober ever since. And it's been, our kids will never have to know who those people were. I'm so proud of that. My son will never know who that guy was. And we get to show them what it's like. You don't need alcohol. You don't. You don't need to be mind-altering substances. There is so much more life out there than it is cleaning up yesterday, is what I always like to call it. Um, the spirituality came on probably a year or so, a little less than a year after I got sober. And it's just amazing to look back. And God was with me the whole time. He was. It's funny. I actually, someone suggested to me, when you go in that courtroom, open the door for God and let him sit next to you. And I did that. I opened that court door room, opened it up, and I sat right next to God, and it all worked out. I didn't think it was going to work out the way it did, and here we are, 12 years later, having two kids. We don't hate each other. We're actually about to celebrate nine years of marriage in about, a, about a, 10 days. Well, when you listen to this, it would have been yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was our anniversary, but it's 10 days from today. 
And how fast does nine years have gone? Doesn't make sense. Makes no sense how fast it's gone. You know, our son just turned five and the time has flown. The time has flown. I, um, yeah, I, I remember getting sober and thinking that I had five more years. I was thinking I'll wait till I'm 30. And I think I would have missed out on a lot if I waited. If I waited five more years, I, might, I, I don't think I'd have the life that I had today. You and I wouldn't have been together. You and I wouldn't, wouldn't have been together. You know, I think it's interesting hearing you say that we got sober together. We got sober at the same time. It didn't really feel together in the beginning, though, right? I think it's interesting hearing you say that, you know, we kind of got back together a year later. And that was just because of, you know, we were still... We were still in a relationship, but we just didn't see much of each other the first year because of you being in rehab and being away and, you know, being in jail for a while. And a year later is when our relationship really felt like it started. So time has definitely flown. So long distance relationships do work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, anything else that you want to share before we close out the episode? I just want to say thank you for um, asking me to be a guest on your show. It is definitely a privilege and very proud of you. I remember when you started this, you were just talking about it, and now you're living it. So you keep doing what you're doing, and I love your episodes, and hopefully I'll get to talk with you guys again next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Before you go, please subscribe and leave a five-star written review. Reviews help boost my ratings, which helps other parents in recovery find my show. If you're interested in emotional sobriety coaching, please reach out and schedule a call. Check out the show notes for my contact info and social links. Don't forget to like, follow, and share with a friend. I'm super excited to know this podcast is helping you. Tune in Thursdays for the latest episode. I'll see you back here on your next Target run. Until next time. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions. We are stronger than we think we are. So fight and show your strength. Good and grace from our God. Good and grace from our God. Good and grace from our God, oh, good and grace from our God.